You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about this pattern that we see very clearly in Scripture. It happens over and over and over again. I'm going to get most of these cases, won't get them all, but we're showing how God takes a curse and turns it into a blessing. And perhaps no story is more dramatic than the one that's found here in Daniel chapter 3. It's the story of the fiery furnace, King Nebuchadnezzar, and these three young Jews, I'll call them by the Hebrew names first, um, uh, Hanani, Azariah, and Mishael. So I'm sure I probably butchered that, but let's read it. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word together to gather the satraps, the administrators, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image uh, that the king had set up. Then when they all got there, and there are thousands of these people because he had a huge empire, over 120 provinces, so they would have come from everywhere. And so he had these people gathered together And uh, a herald stood and said, when you hear the sound, and then he gives six different musical instruments. Now, this is a picture of the beast system because this this image is 60 cubits tall, it's six cubits wide, and it is to be worshipped when six musical instruments are played. So that happened, and all of the people fell with the exception of three. And these three... Their names in the Babylonian tongue we're more familiar with, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did not worship the image. And there were people who were only too happy to tell on them. Verse 13 says this, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I've set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the music, fall down and worship the image which I've made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands. So you see really what's going on here. This is a contest between Satan and God. He's using this pagan king to go after these three Hebrew children or young men because they refuse to fall down and worship this image. Now, Nebuchadnezzar thought that he could get by with doing anything to these people because he conquered them. In other words, the people of Judah had been conquered. He had carried away these men as captives. 
Uh, the city had not yet been destroyed. Jerusalem would be sacked and the temple torn down a little bit later on. Uh, but it, it, the, the captivity happened in phases, so it wasn't something that was done all at once. There's a period of maybe 15, 20 years while all of these different stages were happening. But he is thinking, no one in Judah has been able to stand up to me. Who do these guys think they are that they're going to be able to stand up for me? And he commanded them to be brought before him in his rage. Now, he has to make a good show, and here's why. The whole of his kingdom is looking at him, his officers. I mean, every person who is in the kingdom of Babylon, this big empire, they are going to be affected by this, and he knows it. He has to demonstrate that he is not a ruler to be trifled with. He has to make an example out of them. He is showing them a little bit of deference here because he gives them another chance, and it is because he has already found them to be wiser than any of his other counselors. Had they not been introduced to him by Daniel, and had he not seen their wisdom, he would have already had them killed. So... They had favor because of their previous positioning, and that's something we talked about in our last episode, is how that the interpretation of the dream that Daniel gave to the king was designed by God to put these four in a favorable place. All right? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, and they said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. And they let it be known that what they had to say was really not important because they were relying on something else. They said, if that is the case, what? If what is the case? If it be so, is the way the King James says it. And the New King James says, if that is the case, it implies that they're saying, if your threats are true. They said this, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Now they made two very strong assertions here. They said our God, first of all, is able, and everybody knows God's able. The question is, will he? But they also knew that our God is able, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Now, why would they be able to say that? They have faith here. In fact, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 34, they are singled out for this specific incident. And it says, through faith, they quenched the violence of fire. Now, I want to show you something about faith, faith in God. If you read Hebrews 11 carefully, you will read about people who were delivered and some people who were not delivered. 90% of the people in Hebrews 11 were delivered. Only 10% of them were executed or killed, but they died in faith in the face of that. Now, every one of these people has something in common. They all had a word from God. By faith, Noah, being warned of God. By faith, Abraham went out to a place he didn't know. By faith, by faith, by faith. They all had faith. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. 
So if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had faith to be delivered from the fiery furnace, if they had faith to quench, which is what the Scripture says they had, they had faith to quench the violence of fire, not faith to stand up in the face of death. They'd already done that in Daniel 1. In Daniel 1, they stood up in the face of death and refused to eat the meat that was sacrificed to idols. So they're not taking the test again. Now they are standing here with faith in God's deliverance. Why? Because of a very specific promise, and I want to read it to you. It is found in Isaiah chapter 43. Listen to verse 1. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Now I want to stop here for a minute and tell you how significant the words of Isaiah would have been to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He prophesied before them, 100, 200 years or so before they came on the scene, Isaiah did his prophecies. Maybe a little more than that. But he was the last significant prophet to give detailed promises. Jeremiah prophesied, but not a lot about deliverance, more so about the judgment that was coming on Judah for their compromise. But Isaiah is associated a great deal with deliverance. So this is what he said. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So there will be a group of people, Isaiah says, who will be carried across big rivers. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. If you are carried from Israel over to Babylon, you have to cross a number of really big rivers compared to the Jordan. And neither shall, or, or when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Wow. So they had a promise. They had something very specific that had been given before they were born, but yet applied to them. And if I was carried away captive as a young person, what I would do is I would immediately run to the Scriptures and start looking for promises, and that's what they found. Now, it's really unfortunate that people don't really do a deep dive on this passage. They don't really look at this. If that is the case, if what is the case, if your threats are true, our God is able, he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Then verse 18 says this, but if not, and unfortunately, people have taken the but if not to apply to if God does not deliver. And that's not what it's talking about. The rule of interpretation here is that the but, if not, has to be associated with if that is the case. And if that is the case has nothing to do with if God delivers us. They are saying if your threats are true, so but if not means if your threats are not true. Now why would they say that? Because they have seen exemptions twice. First in Daniel 1 and secondly in Daniel 2. They were exempted from these death sentences that Nebuchadnezzar threw around all the time. Now, they said, but if not, but if your threats are not true, let it be known to you, O king, 
that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you've set up. In other words, they're saying, King, we're not going to let you off the hook. We are not going to help you save face. We are not going to bow down, and our God will deliver us. And if you decide not to do this, we will not accommodate you and worship your image. That's what they're saying. Now look at what it says next. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Boom. If his face just turned at this moment, what then was he like before? Well, I'll tell you, he was for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But he had painted himself into a corner. He had given this empire, this order before all the officers of his empire, and now he has to follow through. So in his rage and fury, blind rage and fury, he heats up the furnace seven times hotter, which is stupid. If you really want to hurt them, burn them slow. Uh, burning them quickly means they would have died before they ever got pushed inside, which is exactly what happened to the mighty men that he used to execute them. And the scripture says in verse 27, the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Now that's Isaiah 42 or 43. Uh, that's what the prophet had said would happen in Isaiah 43 too. So exactly the word and the promise came. And that particular prophecy applied to no other person because in order to be freed from the furnace, you also had to go through deep waters before you got there. And that had to do with the Babylonian captivity. Now let's see what happens. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. And they have frustrated the king's word. What an amazing admission on this all-powerful king. And so he said in verse 29, Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made in ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Not even my God, he said, can deliver like this. So all of these people who came to the dedication of this image went home talking instead about the God who delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fire. Once again, we see that a curse was flipped and turned into a blessing. Do you see the pattern? I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.